Welcome to Birding by Ear, a podcast I created to help me learn how to identify birds by the sounds they make. My name is Beth, I live outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I am not an expert birder. Nor do I have any experience when it comes to podcasting. I made these podcasts to help me attempt to identify birds by the sounds they make. I'm a fellow student learning to bird by ear, so if you want to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. Today, we are going into the marsh, or the wetlands, or the swamp, or whatever you call those wet reed bed patches of cactus that are full of amazing life. Most of these birds are common throughout the U.S. with one notable exception. These birds don't really sound like each other, and they're not related to one another, but you will often see and hear them together. Today, I group the birds by location instead of sounds alike or family. We will talk about the common yellowthroat, the marsh wren, the yellow-headed blackbird, and finally the red-winged blackbird. Are you ready? Let's go! Our first bird is the common yellowthroat. It is a member of the warbler family. Males are bright yellow with a black mask. It can be rather sulky and likes thick underbrush, so knowing its song is very helpful. The common yellowthroat song can be highly variable, but it is distinctive. The most common mnemonic for this song is witchity, witchity, witchity. Another one is which is it, which is it, which is it? I always remember this song because the common yellowthroat has a black mask. I envision a witch wearing a black mask out doing witchy things. This has worked well for remembering the song, except I'm prone to forgetting the actual name of the bird. I may have been known to say, you know, the black masked yellow bird after hearing the song. I think we should change the name to witchy. I love it when birds are named after the sounds they make anyway. But until then, we need to remember that the common yellow throat says, which is it, which is it, which is it? Here are a few more examples of the common yellow throat song. You can hear the variation in the songs, but also the elements that make it distinctive. The common yellowthroat have several different calls. Their most common call is a strong chuck. Males can give an aggressive chatter call around other males.
Here are a few more examples of call notes. You can hear a few different calls in these tracks. I'm going to play one last track of the common yellowthroat. This version of their song is most often referred to as the flight song. However, a more accurate name may be the complex song. It is sung infrequently, usually in flight, but it may also have other functions such as territory or in response to predators. While it has some unfamiliar elements, we can hear familiar elements such as the witchetty and the chuck call. Up next today is the marsh wren. I love marsh wrens. I'm always excited when I get to see one. My love for them may be because of countless hours trying to actually see one. Their song starts off with one or two ticking notes, followed by a complex rapid series of gurgling, buzzy trills. Other descriptions are a typewriter or stock ticker or even a sewing machine. Eastern U.S. birds and Western U.S. birds have slightly different songs. The main difference is in the introductory notes. See if you can hear the difference paying attention to those first couple of notes. Here's an example of an eastern bird. And here's an example of a western bird. Don't worry if you can't hear the difference. It doesn't matter too much if you can identify the different populations. The goal of this podcast is to help us identify the birds we hear in our local patch, not necessarily the subtleties of birdsong and subspecies. But this is a good opportunity to remind us that birds may not always sound like the tracks you have studied. Again, the goal is to get familiar enough with them to ID the bird and then let the birds teach you. So here are a few more examples of the marsh wren. Their call is a sharp, somewhat buzzy, nasal chit.
What do you give a sick bird? Tweetment. Why does a stork stand on one leg? Because it would fall over if it lifted the other one. All right, our next two birds are blackbirds. And a bit of a warning, blackbirds can make a lot of different noises. So here we go. First up is the yellow-headed blackbird. This is our one Western specialty in this episode. What do you think of this song? I think it sounds like a squeaky toy being strangled to death. It's very unique and a distinctive song. Let's listen to a few more examples. The technical way to describe the squeaky toy being strangled to death part is a snarl. Yellow-headed blackbirds have two types of song, a snarl song, which is one to two ticking notes, followed by the snarl, and a musical song, if you can call what they do musical. The musical song is four to eight notes, followed by a harsh whine or snarl. But the snarl can be given by itself or left out of both types of songs. So here is the musical song without the snarl, And here's an example of the snarl song. Female yellow-headed blackbirds also sing and have a unique song that is different from their male partners. Here is a female yellow-headed blackbird song. Their most common call is a check call. Most birds in the blackbird family have similar sounding check calls. The yellow-headed blackbird version is a little more distinctive than other blackbird calls. It's a little longer and almost two-syllabled, like the check from a bank. They can also give this call as a duplicate or doubled version. Here's an example of that. So one more time, here is the yellow-headed blackbird. And now we move on to our last bird, the king of the marsh themselves, the red-winged blackbird. 
Spend any amount of time in the wetlands and you will become familiar with the red-winged blackbird's distinctive and familiar song. often referred to as conclarie. While this classic song of the male red-winged blackbird is distinctive and easy to learn, red-winged blackbirds make lots and lots of different sounds. Let's start with the female song. Like the yellow-headed blackbirds, red-winged blackbird females also have a distinctive song. They have a rattle-type song that sounds like this. If you listen carefully in this next track, you can hear the male start to sing and the female join in as a type of duet. Okay, now we have to talk about calls. Male red-winged blackbirds can have a repertoire of 12 to 20 different alert calls. Neighboring males call almost continuously, all giving the same type. An individual switches call types upon noticing potential danger. Thus, it is the change in call type rather than a specific call that propagates the danger signal. I'm going to play a few different call types, and then we will break them down and talk about a few of the call types. Okay, let's break it down a little. Red-winged blackbirds have a chuck call that is reminiscent of other blackbird calls. They also have a whistled call. This call reminds me a little bit of a grown-up big version of the American goldfinch, Sear Call. Here's another variation of that call.
Here is a burry version. And this track is a few more call examples. Well, that's not all the sounds that red-winged blackbirds can make, but it's a pretty good sampling. The calls of the red-winged blackbirds can be overwhelming. My advice is to take it slow. If you're not familiar with red-winged blackbirds, start with their songs. Find a patch of reeds in your area in spring and you'll hear them. Then pay attention when you're out in the field looking at other birds. They are almost always making noises and they are typically fairly loud. I'm going to play one last track of the red-winged blackbird with a mix of songs and calls. Before I leave, let's do a quick comparison of call notes. First is the call of the common yellowthroat. Next is the call of the marsh wren. Notice its buzzy quality. Next is the yellow-headed blackbird. Notice how it's slightly longer and almost two-syllabled. And finally, the typical check call of the red-winged blackbird. I'm going to play those one more time in the same order, back to back with no interruption. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you found it helpful. Bird recordings in this episode are from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds, the audio collection found on audubon.org, and the following individuals who shared their audio recordings on xenocanto.org. That's xenocanto.org. Thomas G. Graves, Bobby Wilcox, and Ted Floyd. 
More examples of bird songs and tracks to practice can be found at allaboutbirds.org, ebird.org, and petersonbirdsounds.com. As always, special thanks to my family for their love and support and my bush tip besties for all the birding adventures. Now go and get your ears on birding.